Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 are you ready for the word praise him this is pastor pearson of word of faith christian center here in sunny san antonio texas a bible believing bible teaching church where jesus christ is lord and you'll never be bored i want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and i pray it's being a blessing to you and yours so sit back and relax as i bring a message from the word of god just for you but please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our God wants to have an intimate relationship with all of us. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus into this world to save us to make that opportunity of an intimate relationship with him available to us. But although that opportunity is there for us, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimacy with God that God wants to have with us. And most of us don't know how to even if we wanted to. I've got good news for you. There's pathways that we can take to increase our intimacy between God and me and you. Every one of us who are in the family of God needs to learn what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the type of intimacy with God that He desires with us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, i got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen, amen. Come on, get two, three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get two, three, four folk high five around you and tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, in Jesus' name. Praise God. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word that's about to come at thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing unto you. I want you to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say to you. Because I'm telling you, it's going to bless you today in Jesus' name. It's going to bless you. It's not going to mess with you. It's going to bless with bless you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's going to bless you. Amen. This word is going to bless you in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say so that you can be blessed the way God wants you to do today. Matthew chapter 3. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. And that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increase intimacy with God. Because this is the year, 21 and 2, for increased intimacy between God and you. God desires you to become more intimate with him this year. Draw closer to him so that you can then be able to benefit from some things that comes only from drawing close to him like he, he desires you to do. Come on, have an idea hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Matthew chapter 3, we're going to read our foundational text, then we'll move on into today's information. Which I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless you real good. Matthew chapter 3, that's if you got an ear to hear what the Lord is saying unto you. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading in verse 13. It reads, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? 
And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, did what he asked him to do. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is an account of Jesus Christ, our, both our Lord and Savior, as well as our elder brother. He is the one that is our brother like none other. Praise God. He is our brother that is not only our brother in, in relationship to in the same family, but he's the one that shows us how to be you and me. He's the one that teaches us how to be able to live our lives, too, because he is the example that God our Father put before me and you. Jesus did not only come to be able to save us from hell's fire, but it's get us to be able to learn how to live out God's desire. So that we can be able to live out the type of lives that God desires us to live. So that we can receive all the things that he does freely give. And we can be able to step into the life that he wants us to live. God wants us to be able to live an awesome life. He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's what he said in the book of St. John chapter 10 verse 10. Now the thief, he comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came so that we can have life and that we can have it more abundantly. God wants you to be able to have it and enjoy an abundant life. And one of the things he did for you to be able to have that life is send his son, Jesus Christ, for you, who can not only reconnect you back to the Father, but who can also teach you how to live out the thing that God has given you in terms of life. Now, we are, we are sons of God, just like Jesus is sons of God. But our goal is to be sons of God, just like Jesus is a son of God. We heard that the voice opened up from heaven and said about to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We already learned that that word son is the Greek word huio, which is talking about he's a son of God. But it does not describe what kind of son he is. It just in the fact that it says huio. That's why he adds the adjective beloved on there. Because the word beloved right there talking about he's his dear son. Speaking of a close son. And it's, it's showing us that he was the one that enjoyed an intimate relationship with the father. Because as a son, you could either be an intimate son or a, a remote son. You could either be a close son or you could be a distant son. Jesus was an intimate son. He was a close son. And we want to be close sons just like Jesus was. Praise God. So that means that we do everything that Jesus did too. We found out Jesus was a praying man. Praise God. Because right after that, he went into the wilderness, praise God, to be tempted of the devil. But prior to going to fulfill his assignment for God, he entered into prayer, both fasting and prayer. Praise God. So he was a praying man. In fact, he prayed 40 days and 40 nights. Praise God. Why? So that he would not operate in fright when it comes time to do what God told him to do. Because prayer is one of the things that's important for you to do before you step into the life that God has in store for you. One of the reasons why many believers are not living out the life that God has intended for them to live out is because they're not doing what it is that God wanted them to do in relationship to having the prayer life that they're supposed to. That's why we've been learning about prayer as a pathway to intimacy with God. Prayer, which is a pathway to intimacy with God. Because God is inviting me and you into prayer. So that we can then learn what some things that we can only learn up in there. So that some things can be able to happen to me and you in the midst of prayer that can't happen no other way other than oh, if we get up in prayer like God inviting us to. Turn over to St. James, James chapter 4. Please, James chapter 4. Before we dive into today's stuff, which is going to be some good stuff. Praise God. St. John chapter 4. Yeah, we're just seeing if you're paying attention. James chapter 4. Praise God. James chapter 4. You're doing, you're doing good so far. James chapter 4. We're going to start reading at verse 7. Verse 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. 
Resist the devil and he will flee for you. See, submission is an important thing in relationship to us stepping into the life that God has in store for us. But at the same time, anytime we decide to submit to God and do what God told us to do, the devil's going to come at me and you. But if we submit to God like he tells us to, we'll be able to resist the devil and he'll be able to flee me and you. He'll get out of the way of us moving into what God's word has to say. He will get up out of there so that we can be able to step all up in there and get all that God has in store for me and you. And this is the one of the things that God wants you to do. He said in verse 8, draw nigh to me, and he, speaking of draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. God desires you to draw nigh to him, get closer to him, to be able to approach him, to be at hand with him, to come to him, and to come near to him. That's what God wants you to do. God wants you to draw nigh to him. Because we found out one of the awesome privileges of being a child of God is to be able to get into the presence of God. One of the awesome privileges of being close to, of, of being a, a, a child of God and the son of God is the opportunity to have access to God. We now have access to God because when Jesus Christ did what he did, he eliminated that which caused us to not have access with God. And that was sin. And because he eliminated sin, God now invites us into his presence so that we can be able to be with God, spend time with God. And when you get up in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy, not to mention blessings forevermore. When you get up in the middle of God, there is revelation. Praise God. Because God dwells in light, and light represents revelation. And God will show you some stuff in the middle of that light. He'll show you who you are. He'll show you what he put you on this earth to do. And that's included in the things that you'll find out when you get close to him and do what he wants you to do. God's been inviting us to draw close to him. Praise God. And we found out one of those prayers that it is that we get a chance to draw close to him with is called the prayer of consecration. Praise God. Prayer of consecration. Once again, imitating Christ, we found out that Christ prayed prayers of consecration. In fact, before he, was, before he even got ready to go to the cross, we found out that he went into uh, the Garden of Gethsemane and went back in there three times and continued to pray. And his prayer basically was, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Not what I want to do, but what you want me to do. Because there was something on the inside of him that caused him to not want to do what God wanted him to do. He said, Daddy, if there's any way that this cup can pass from me, let it pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, he continued to pray and pray and pray until he eventually came locked in with God and decided to go in that way. He consecrated himself to God to be able to do the will of God for his life. And one of the things that God is inviting us back to prayer for is so that we can then learn to consecrate ourselves to be able to live out the life he wants us to live, to consecrate our lives, to be able to live out the life that he died for us to live, to be able to consecrate our lives in such a way as we'll be willing to be able to live out our lives the way God desires us to and not be fooled in doing something other with our lives than God decided us to do. We found that out, praise God. And we found out Charles Spurgeon told us, Charles Adam Spurgeon told us that our strength lies in prayer. That as you're in prayer, you gain the strength to do what God told you to do. The strength to be who he designed you to be and do what he wanted you to do. And the strength to be able to step into all the things that God has in store for you and give you the ability to resist the devil who's going to try to stop you. We found out through prayer that God wants to give us the desires of our heart. Because we learned in Psalms number 37 that if we delight ourselves in God, he will give us the desires of our heart. But although that's been mistaught for so many years, that if that whatever you like, whatever you want, that God will give it to you, that's a knife in the pit of hell. Because God don't give you whatever you want. Praise God. God gives you what he wants. God don't give you what you want. God gives you what he wants. But it's only in prayer where you're going to get a chance to find out what he really wants. Between prayer and the word of God, you'll get a chance to find out what does God really want for your life. Praise God. Because we found out that that word 
Delight means to be pliable, to be soft. Whereas if you soften your heart in prayer, God will begin to start putting in your heart what he wants you to be able to desire from him. He'll put in your heart what, did he, want, what he wants you to want from him so that you can not want what he wants. Because unfortunately, most of the body of Christ don't want what he wants. We want what we want. And so because of that, we got us an impasse here. Because God wants you to want what he wants, but you won't want what God, well, you don't want what God wants. You want what you want. And God ain't giving you what you want. God giving you what he wants. Praise God. Hey, 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 man. Praise God. Any parents in the house say, hey. Has your children ever wanted what they want and it wasn't what you want? Did you give it to them? Heck ain't no, you didn't give it to them. Praise God. Because you know more than they know. You know, you know, you know better than they know. And so because of that, they might think that they really want something. And no matter how much they kick and scratch, you don't give it to them. Am I talking to too many modern parents nowadays? Praise God. That if they make enough noise, you go ahead and give it, give it, give it. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure that I'm talking to the right set of parents. You know, a lot of these modern day parents, praise God, they think that just because they make enough noise, you're supposed to give it to them. When I was growing up, if they made, if we made enough noise, then our mother would help us make noise. <laughs> Hallelujah. She said, you want to make noise? Let me help you. Amen. Praise God. Did you learn to? Nope. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Praise God. She said, I thought not. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's just these modern day parents just like, give them whatever they want. I let them move on, Pastor. Praise God. Anyway, God is the one that wants to be able to teach us to be able to want what God wants. Because if the truth is anywhere they're told, the church of the living God right now does not want what God wants. Most of the church of the living God wants what they want, which is a demonstration of their lack of prayer life, which is a demonstration of their lack of prayer life. Because it's in prayer where you get a chance to be able to bow your will to God's will, bow your way to what God wants you to do, and be able to line up with him so that you can walk out with the power to do what he wants you to do. See, prayer is essential in knowing and doing the will of God for our lives. It's essential in knowing and in doing the will of God for our lives. Turn to Psalms number 143, please. Psalms number 143, and have an ear to hear what he's about to say to thee. Psalms number 143. One of the reasons why he's inviting us in prayer is so that we can want what he wants and be willing to do what he wants us to do with the life that he gave me and you. Psalms number 143. We're going to read stanza number 10. Don't forget this was one of them songs that they used to sing back then. Hey, man, it's one of them songs they used to sing back then. Stanza number 10. It said, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. It says, notice the front. Teach me to do thy will. Why is that? For thou art my God. See, one of the things that happens when we eventually begin to understand who God really is is we learn that his will is better than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. His desire is greater than ours. And the thing that he has for you in your life is greater than anything that you can have for yourself. I don't care what you want for your life. What God wants is greater. I don't care what you desire for your life. God's desire for your life is greater. 
And God wants us to be able to understand that. But prayer is one of the places where we get a chance to open up and find out what God has in store for us. Where God can pour into us his desire for our lives. See, the prayer consecration affords us the opportunity to both learn the will of God and to learn to do the will of God for our lives. To both learn the will of God, which is step one, and then to learn to do the will of God, which is step two. Because many of us have learned step one, but we ain't stepped into step two yet. Continue to pray. Because as you continue to pray, you'll be willing to line up in God's way. Doing the will of God is a learned behavior. There's a deep concept. Doing the will of God is a learned behavior. Ain't nothing spooky about doing the will of God. I know, I, know, I know you've been hanging out with a lot of these, you know, spooky Christians. Ooh, well, you know, you just do the will of God. I just want to do the will of God. It just pops on you one day. No, baby, it don't pop on you. You have to open up to it and learn to do it. You have to open up to it and learn to do it. And unfortunately, most of the church of the living God right now is teaching people how to get what they want. Not what God wants. In fact, many of us even started with how we dress when we come to church, talking about as as preachers, because now we've learned to be seeker friendly. We've learned to be able to adjust ourselves to match what the people want. We, We change our messages to match what you want so that we can continue to train you that you always get what you want. But the church was never designed to teach the people to get what they want. The, 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 the church was designed to get people to line up with what God wants. Because when we line up with what he wants, you will receive what you want. And what you're going to get is going to be better than anything you ever wanted. Including what you have to do with your lives. Including what you do with your lives. The desire for your life, God's, the, God's desire for your life is greater than yours. God's plan for your life is greater than yours. Amen. Yours are all right. Your, your plan is all right. It's all right. You know. it's, it's, it's all right. But it ain't as good as God's plan for your life. It's all right. Doing the will of God is a learned behavior. And that shouldn't be too difficult to comprehend, especially since not doing the will of God is also a learned behavior. Not doing the will of God is also a learned behavior. In fact, it's quiet as kept. We learn from an early age not to do the will of God. We learn from an early age not to do the will of God. Hallelujah. If we were brought to church, we were, we were placed in a position where we wouldn't pay attention. Amen. Whereas the children come in and get a nap, go to sleep and lean up, and you have them lean all up next to you and just go ahead and go to sleep rather than wake them up and get them them used to hearing the word of God. If you did bring them to church and they offer the children's church or the nursery like we offer, whereas they learn the will of God at an early age, we bring them in with the adults, whereas they don't pay attention so that we could teach them right off the bat not to pay attention to the word of God. We were trained at an early age not to do the will of God for our lives. We were trained in the midst of a world system, school system, economic system that taught us the opposite of doing the will of God. And then when you step up in the middle of the church, they continued your training and taught you not to do the will of God. That whatever you want is what you go after. You know, whatever you desire is what you go after. Devil is a lie. 
We've been systematically and methodically taught by this world system to not know, to not seek, and to not do the will of God for our lives. Systematically taught this. That when, that, that, that when kids is growing up in school, they are never taught, unless they're in a straight up Christian school, never taught seek the will of God for your life. They'll have you take tests to be able to figure out what you what what your what your gift is, what your skill is, what your what your ability is, and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then and then teach you all that. Praise God, you know. I see you pretty good in math, so maybe you ought to go into this, you know. I see you pretty good at talking, so maybe you ought to go into this. I see you pretty good with your hands, you ought to go in this. But nobody says I perceive that this is what God has for your life. Or seek to seek God and pray and ask him what he has to do with your life. Most of us get excited about where our kids go to school based upon what we think is cool. Not based upon the will of God for our lives, for their lives. We want them to go to a school we think is prestigious, a school that we think is honorable, a school that we think is good, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a profession that we think is good. But we don't teach them to seek the will of God for their lives. I'm about to set up a whole new thing here in this church, praise God. It's coming later on down the line, praise God. Where's from the time that they hit junior high school on up, we, we, we're going to be we're going to be having uh, 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 seminars that's going to be teaching them about how, what to do with their lives. And included in that is going to be laced all in it. Do the will of God for your life. Do, we're going to train them from an early age. Do the will of God for your life. Do the will of God for your life. That's what they're going to hear year after year. Do the will of God for your life. So that by the time they graduate, they'll step straight into the will of God for their lives. Because if the truth is anywhere in their told, most of us give up decades of our lives before we finally figure out to, get to do the will of God for our lives. We get educations that we ain't going to use because it's not tied to the will of God for our lives. We get training that we ain't going to use because it ain't tied to the will of God for our lives. It's tied to money, which is our other little G God, the one that we're trained to follow, the one that we're trained to go after. Like, for instance, even in an election coming up right now, they're trying to tell you that the number one uh, uh, point to pay attention to in relationship to who you elect is the economy. The devil is a lie. The economy is not what you look at. It's who is going to fulfill the will of God for America. Who, who is going to lead this country in a direction that God would lead this country? Who is going to okay for this country what God would okay for this country? That's what we're supposed to. And it got nothing to do with color. Got nothing to do with what, 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 what political party they're from. It has nothing to do with whether they ran a business or, ain't, or ran from business. It ain't got nothing to do with whether they photogenic and, and speak good on teleprompters. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Only thing it's got to do is, is will they vote the way God would vote if God was voting? Whoever votes the way God votes, the way God was voting is the one we vote for because we're Christians. Hallelujah. Because you even trained then, money is the thing that you first look at to determine what you're going to do. But the devil is a liar. Our job is to be able to seek the will of God for our lives. What did God put on, on, on this earth to do? What did it, what, what did, why did he create you? Why did he, have you born at this time, such a time as this? Why did he deliver you from Satan's fist? That ought to be what's on our hearts and on our mind at all the time. So that we can fulfill the will of him who died for me and you. 
so that we can be able to do what it is he put us on this earth to do and begin to desire that for our lives. Turn to Matthew chapter 6, please. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Matthew, because he's doing the will of God is a learned behavior. Matthew chapter 6. Of course, Jesus' disciples had came to him after seeing him do some awesome stuff. And they wanted to do that stuff too. They saw Jesus healing folk and they wanted to do that stuff too. Because most of us do what we want to do because we see somebody else do. Most of us do what we want to do and want what we want because what we see somebody else do. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Half of y'all got the hairdo that you saw somebody else have. Another half of you tried to have it, but it just wouldn't work. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does want to be in a closer, more intimate relationship with me and you. God not only wants to have a closer, more intimate relationship with us, but he's opened a door of opportunity into a closer, more intimate relationship with him. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan to take advantage of that opportunity and increase my intimacy with God. I hope you do the same thing, too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road here in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.